And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of this freaking show. The weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. I am your host, Travesty, and with me, as always... Awkward Colin. And Geekcast Joe. And this episode of this freaking show is brought to you by Fire Pit Bar and Grill of Piotr, Illinois. If you're looking for a down-home country restaurant where you can get a burger and a beer for $6.99 every Monday and Wednesday, hop on over to Fire Pit Bar and Grill. You can find them on Facebook at Fire Pit Bar or on their website at firepitbar.com. Yeah, that sounded a lot better than last time. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful, right? Six ninety nine for a burger and a beer. Does the, does the burger come with fries? I've never asked you know that what? before. I don't really know, but I'm going to I'm gonna assume it might. I don't want to yeah, say. I believe it does. Yeah, I don't want to say yes, that. and then you get there, right? Right. That's fair. Yeah, I'm just right. saying, I mean, it's, if, if it comes with fries, it's a frankly astounding deal for the Chicago land area. Absolutely. If it doesn't come with fries, it's still a great deal, even after like now it's eight ninety nine because you have fries. <laughs> All right. Like that's what I that's what I pay at at Five Guys, and I don't get beer. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like you go to any bar up in well, not I guess every bar, but certain bars and everything. If you go through buy like a normal beer, you're paying like almost like what six seven dollars sometimes. Yeah, at least. Yeah, you come down to Pewtown, go to Fire Pit Bar and Grill, same price, but they throw a burger in with it. Nice. Like, I can't get over it. I know, I know it's a silly thing to not be able to get over, but it's, it's unbelievable to me. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been uh, two weeks since we've been together, so how have we been? Oh, we've been great. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here to elaborate? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's fine. No, we just keep moving on. That <laughs> uh, was uh, Alabama. Oh, it was a blast. It was a blast. Yeah, yeah, I had a blast out there. Hot as fuck, though. Um, I <laughs> yeah, I think on Wednesday, one of the guys there said it was 100 degrees, and that's not including the index. <laughs> but, uh, and if you know me, I wear jeans year-round so it's quite hot yeah but, uh yeah had a lot of fun uh ate some good food ate some not so good food um what's I, the most exotic food you ate while you were down there uh i'd say a i guess surf and turf sandwich um, which I guess is crab salad and roast beef. Shut up. Yeah. It's actually at a place called Witch Witch. So. That sounds amazing. It's a chain, and apparently they have them up here, but I've never seen them. I don't know how you can talk so dirtily to me on a podcast. <laughs> you know, this I is just, a family show. I just, just like talking dirty to you, Joe. Oh, you're speaking my love language. <laughs> <laughs> It is really good. And you know what? I went there twice while I was there. And the one time I even got a free uh, large shake. So. Stop it. Yeah, it was amazing. That sounds so good. Yeah, and I, I would definitely recommend it if you ever get a chance. It's pretty interesting, actually, how you uh, do your sandwiches. Because you yep. know how typically you just look up at the board and say, I want this sandwich? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, instead of that, <laughs> instead of having it like right above the people working, they have it off to the side. Oh, nice. You, uh, they have it by category. So, like chicken, they have different style chicken sandwiches. 
uh, beef sandwiches and then so on and so forth. And then you take a bag and then you basically mark out what you want by filling in the bubbles and stuff. And then that's, make it. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's definitely unique and I liked it. That's another case of I didn't, you went in a completely different direction than I thought you were going. <laughs> I was going to relate to that story by retelling, recanting the tale of uh, Maddie and I on our way back from, from visiting my internship a few weeks ago. We stopped in Youngstown, Ohio, and um, uh, we, we decided, we were like, we want pizza. It's like 10 o'clock at night. That's the only thing that's going to be open. And so we looked for a pizza place, and we found one, and I can't, i got to find the name of it for you guys at some point. Um, but uh, I walk in, and I'm like, I'd like, I want a pizza, but none of their pizzas are customizable. You, you, there's the pizza that you can buy. Or you can pay like it's like ten, it's like fifteen to twenty dollars for uh, a pie with, with that comes as it comes, or you can pay like forty dollars to customize your pizza. Wow! And it's like I'm not paying forty dollars for pizza, so just give me that thing off the board. Yeah. And um, I was really annoyed because it's like I just I just want a tomato pizza with you know some peppers and mushrooms and stuff because that's what I like. And they were like, I'm sorry if we add mushrooms and, and peppers to this will get fired. And I was like, all right, fine. Better be a damn good pizza. And it, it may have been one of the best pizzas I've ever eaten in my entire life. Really? Yep. Nice. That's always, it's always good to have. Yeah. So I'm going to see if I can find the name of it. But, uh, but yeah. And that's where I thought you were going was like, like they've got this board with all of these sandwiches on it and you just pick the witch you want. Yeah, and you don't get to do anything else about it. No, not at all. Not at all, actually. Yeah, no. It sounds. I I like that. I really. I'm into the uh, uh, bubble your bag, and that's what we're gonna put in it. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So nice, Travis. You eat anything good, interesting lately? Uh, you know what? <sighs> McDonald's has those uh, new jalapeno McChickens. That are that. oh, they're absolutely amazing. I mean, it's like a normal chicken, but they put like pepper jack cheese and jalapenos and shit on it. So it should be good. I'm not really too adventurous when it comes to food. I mean, like, I mean, like, I think like the most strange thing I've ever eaten in life is probably like oysters or something like that. I really don't go like too far into the spectrum of like, like I wouldn't mind trying to eat alligator. I hear it tastes like chicken, but oh, yeah, I don't. It's like chicken. Like, yeah, like, I'll never go out of my way to, like, order it as an appetizer or as a meal or something. If, if somebody's, like, if there's, like, a fucking party or something somewhere and somebody happens to bring, like, a fucking alligator, I mean, I'll try it. I'm not about, I mean, like, but nothing, like, I mean, nothing really stupendous or strange or, you know, fantastic as of late, you know. Except those McChickens. Those are fucking amazing. I'm going to throw an alligator meat party. An alligator meat party? Excellent, excellent. I made that up. I mean, if you're, th- <laughs> it's either gonna, you're gonna throw it in Chicago or you're gonna throw it in Connecticut, and where the fuck are you gonna get an alligator? Right. <laughs> it's a serious problem. Yeah, but um, speaking of uh, awesome things and everything, uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, our buddy over at Geek Dig Pod, uh, Clint, who will be. Uh, uh, recording his hundredth episode this Sunday. Oh, nice! Yeah, I was awesome. just, I was just, I was just talking to him a little bit earlier, and I was telling him like, you know, 
Like, I'm looking at his recordings and everything. I'm on, like, episode 98 right now. I'm like, oh, shit, I think his 100th episode was a couple weeks. So I was messaging him, like, hey, man, a couple more weeks to the episode, right? He's like, actually, it's Sunday. I'm like, oh, fuck. So, um, everyone from uh, this freaking show wants to congratulate Clint. You know, I mean, it's a huge milestone. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it, that's awesome. Yeah, I think, because uh, we're at, what, 39, so, I mean, we still got ways to go. Yeah, we're, like, uh, almost... Almost halfway there. <laughs> yeah, we're almost halfway. Yeah, perfect. Well, what we got thirty nine. So I mean, we got what uh, eleven more until fifty, and then sixty nine more to one hundred. Yep. So. so. But, uh, Wedgwood Fernando's Pizza is the name of the place. Wedgwood Fernando's, and it is tremendous. Wedgwood. Wedgwood. And actually, it, it was the weirdest. I've never like half the half the pizza shop was a convenience store, like with Doritos and bottles of wine and cold beer in six packs. Did you go to Austin Town, Boardman, Howland, or Salem? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> Yo, Youngstown. Uh, where are you reading those? On their website. Gotcha. They have a website? Yeah. Wedgwood Fernando's Pizza. Oh. Well, I went to the one that's literally, it's on Raccoon Road there that I sent you the Yelp for. Oh, okay. Well, they, they also have pitches on their website, so. Gotcha. But they were really good. Let's and, uh, it went really well with the, um. Youngstown? Uh, half a destroyed cork. And a ice cold bottle of Malbec. Nice. So, of which we had like three sips before we both just passed out because it was a long drive. <laughs> but it was good pizza. I dreamt of it. Yeah, and these pictures do not look bad. So. Yeah, it's different. It's not. It's not the same style of pizza you'd get in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty good. We're actually talking about pizza at uh, work today and everything, and my, my buddy Nick still agrees that the Buffalo Chicken Pizza from Casey's is still the best pizza to eat when you're drunk. It's such a good pizza. <laughs> it's so good. Can't do it sober, but when you're drunk, it's fucking heaven. It, I, I'll vouch for that. <laughs> I will vouch for that. So what else is new? Anything? Anybody? Um, no, I mean, actually, it's surprising. There hasn't really been a lot going on, you know. I mean, with the week off that we did last week, um, I kind of just relaxed. Uh, I had a bunch of work and shit I had to do, which was a complete fucking headache. Uh, drank most of the weekend, so, I mean, that was fun, too. Yeah, uh, definitely here's fun weekend, that's for sure. Yeah. Colin was gone for the first half of the week, so I enjoyed walking around naked a lot. Nice. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it was nice to actually, uh, you know, you know, lay lay in his bed without. Uh, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. I won't go in that room. No, I don't know what he does in there. I don't want to know. It'd be like a priest going in there and fucking, you it's know, just... throwing holy water on shit. I don't even know. No, the priest would burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, uh, there's two sawhorses, a board, um, 
uh, some type of mob boss who does not look like a bitch. I don't know why, but every time I walk up the hallway and his doors at the very end, there's just two two little girls holding hands, singing Ring Around the Rosie and shit like that. It's fucked up. Red room, red room. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't go in that room. Every, every time Colin's in there with the door open and shit, I just kind of just turn away just slightly, you know. He's yeah, just like, hey, I never make eye contact with the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, man, I just, yeah, I just been spending a lot of time relaxing and shit like that, you know. Everyone was off doing their thing, so I, like, kind of just to myself, you know, Colin being in Alabama, um, <clears throat> Mom, Carl, and Ashley were out in Florida, you know, I don't hang out with Nick and Sherry, so I was just on my fucking couch, and it was awesome. And talking about your mom and them being out in Florida, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people felt that. I guarantee it. Um, for you all that don't know, uh, Southwest had some errors over the weekend issues that yeah, it was like they deleted their whole database or something yes canceled and delayed a lot of flights yeah fucking uh so so when mom and carl left for uh vacation i had to borrow uh carl's uh jack because i had to change my oil and he said that's fine i just need it back by friday because he changed the oil on the bike the car and the truck whatever so, they're supposed to fly in Friday morning, and I'm hanging out with Colin. It's like Thursday evening. We're going to get, uh, what was it, uh, Culver's. Yeah. Great burgers, by the way. Not as good as Fire Pit Bar and Grill, where you get one on Monday and Wednesday for six nine nine with a beer. Um, <laughs> right? I'll, I'll throw that shit in everywhere I can. Um, <laughs> so, we're sitting there, and like, we, I don't know if it's on the way to Culver's or on the way back to Culver's, but like, it dawned on me, I'm like, shit, you know, I never got around to changing the oil. Colin is a uh, jack back. So, you know, we get back here, we eat, the, we eat our food and everything, we watch a little Forrest Gump, which is a great movie, you know. <laughs> we still need to finish it. We gotta finish it, it's on Netflix, watch it, you know, awesome movie. Uh, we stop it, not, I want to say halfway, maybe about a third of the way in, probably maybe even a quarter, it wasn't that long we were watching it, then we went out and changed the oil. Now we get out there and everything, I jacked the truck up, and, <clears throat> you know, I'm a big guy, and the truck sits... That doesn't sit too low, but it sits low enough to where, like, I'm trying to, you know, slide my fat ass under there. <laughs> I drain the oil and everything, and I go to, you know, get the filter off. Well, I can't get the filter off my hand because when you take it somewhere to get it done, sometimes you use a wrench and tighten it, and that is not the way to do it. Whenever you change your own oil, hand tighten the oil filter. Never use a wrench. Mm. I asked Colin to get the oil filter wrench out of the uh, tool chest, and it ain't there. Don't know what happened to it, but it's gone. So here I am with a truck with no oil in it, and it's I think it's, blo- it's pretty much blocking Colin from getting out of the house. So, you know, I'm making phone calls trying to find somebody. Eventually somebody finds, you know, I get, I'm able to get a hold of somebody and shit, so we get the oil change and all that shit. I'm tired. I'm covered in oil and shit because I'm not really paying attention to what I'm doing underneath the uh, truck, which, you know, you should always, you know, pay attention when you have a heavy-ass fucking vehicle above you. Anyways, so that gets done and everything. I drop it down, put the jack in there, go to bed, wake up next morning a little bit earlier so I can make sure I drop the jack off in time for Carl to use in the morning. I get to the house and no one's there. Uh, there's fly, the flight was supposed to come in at like midnight, one in the morning, so they should have been there sleeping. I was going to bother them, wake them up and shit like that, but they were gone. So no big deal, whatever. 
I'm heading to work. My mom fucking calls me and tells me that their flight got canceled. And they couldn't get a flight on Saturday. So they're not flying in until Sunday. And you could tell that she's trying to sound upset about it. But <laughs> I dare to find one person who would get upset to be stuck in Florida for two extra days. I don't know anybody, to yeah. be honest with you. No, I mean, you I could hear like it. I could... would, but only because I'd already be burning at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, you get, I mean, you could hear in her voice, like, oh, no, we're stuck here for two more days. And I'm like, oh, we're going to do? you going to sit inside and not do anything? Like, well, no, we'll go to the beach and go outside. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, other than changing oil, I really didn't do shit around the house, you know. We had some people over uh, Saturday night, and we drank and played beer pong, you know, like children, which is fun. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. I tried to invite you out, Joe, but you didn't answer me. You tried to do what? I tried to text you to have you come out and join us, but you never responded back to me. I did. I don't think I got a text from you. Fuck this phone, then. <laughs> You know, I'm just going to put it on Facebook for now on. It seems like when I text people, like, they don't get shit. It's like, it's like Kyle. Anyway, I'm down in, yeah. At any rate, I'm down in Indiana. We're uh, watching my parents' dogs. Oh, there my you mom's go. mom's dogs, I should say. Were you there over the weekend? Teaching the... Yep. Oh. Yep, we're here for the week. Oh, so even if you, even if I did invite you uh, and you got it and you responded and said you couldn't make it, you would have broke my heart. So good thing that day never went through. Yep, so I'm sorry. No, but, uh, just yeah, oh man, it was crazy though. Uh, we went, we were down at Candy and Kevin's just hanging out. And uh, I get a call, like I missed a call because my phone never works out there either. And um, about two hours later I go check it and uh, people at my mom's store are like freaking out and sending me all sorts of texts and stuff. Apparently one of the women who work at the store just lost it. And, like, threw a cutting board at one of the other girls at the store who works there. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, they had the police come and everything. And by the time I responded, uh, it was all taken care of, and there was nothing I could do. (laughs) (laughs) Not that there was anything I could have done anyway, probably. But So that was my Saturday. It was very uh, exciting. So, on the bright side, it... it, uh, it ended in some Nine Irish Brothers, which is the uh, my favorite Irish restaurant here in town in Lafayette. I've been and, there. Uh, really? I believe so, yeah. Sweet. I love that place, man. It's oh. like, uh, isn't it across from like apartments? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I was there once. Yeah. This is a very food-based episode, seems like. <laughs> it was really good, and we, we got a little, <laughs> little tipsy. And then uh, went Pokemon hunting. It was fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. So what uh, What level are you now? Uh, ten. Ten? That's it? Yep. Oh, well. I went to, well. <laughs> yeah, pretty, that's it. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when I was ten once. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm only ten. But uh, that's only like from basically two days of playing. Oh, that ain't bad then. So. That's actually really good. I'm proud of you. Proud, just collectively. I mean, it's 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 a very if if it were concentrated into one moment, it'd be two days. But it's actually more like three weeks. <laughs> were you at the one in Lafayette or West Lafayette? Yeah, yeah, we were in Lafayette. 
Okay, I think I was at the West Lafayette one. Yeah, the West Lafayette one is actually my favorite, but I didn't know what the plan was for the evening, and if there was music, I wanted to be at the Lafayette one because it's better there. Yeah, yeah. So, there was. We left before it started. Okay. Yeah, I... And I would like to... Just throwing this out there to my buddy Tom, uh, I'm still the car bomb champion. <laughs> we mean you're the car bomb champion. I, uh, I I still drink an Irish car bomb faster than anyone I know. <laughs> Not me. Uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> Good. Oh shit! Maybe when uh, we get together, so Ryan can do a three shots of Malort. We'll, uh, Perfect. We'll do some Irish car bombs. Oh, Peter. I hope he didn't fucking forget about that. No, yeah, actually, we uh, we talked about it in the pool this weekend. So nice. How did yeah. how did he feel? Did he feel disgusted? I hope he felt disgusted. Oh, he's. I think he's very disgusted. Perfect. <laughs> so, but he's his. He was alleviated to know that uh, I would I would join him in at least one. So that mm. he can't. T- you can't take one of his either. No, no. I just would do it with him. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to admire from afar. I'm going to be like, hey, you enjoy it. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, are you guys ready to uh, get our guest, have her come on and <laughs> talk uh, low country music? Yeah. Sounds good to me. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we would like to welcome Leslie Tom to our show. Hello. Uh, you want to kind of tell everyone uh, a little bit who uh, Leslie Tom is? Sure. You're asking me to talk about myself. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge uh, third-person kind of guy. <laughs> so it is the, uh, every time I get asked this question, it's always really strange. So I will try my best to tell you a little bit about, I guess, me, where I'm from, what I do. Um, I am a classic country singer. So when I say I sing country music, I always preface that with not what you hear on the radio today, that we, our, our band is really traditional. So think more along the lines of Patsy Cline and back in the 50s and 60s type country. And I grew up in Texas. I'm a fifth generation Texas, proudly living in Colorado now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Um, and I've been here about, I guess about two and a half years and we just felt like it was, it's been such a blessing for, for me and my husband and my daughter who's three years old. Um, so that's a little bit about me. I don't, I don't know what else you want to know. I'll answer any <coughs> questions that you have. As long as we don't talk politics, I won't talk politics. Totally fine. <laughs> yeah. We, tr- we okay, try to good. avoid that too. So. Yeah. Oh gosh! I'm. I all I'll say about politics is I'm ready for this dadgum election to be over. No <laughs> kidding. <laughs> well, um, where uh, where did your uh, country music career start out? It started out in Texas. I started singing, I guess, live, if you will, in about 2004. Um, I did, there was, um, and I, I'm assuming this is still there. I'm not sure, but there was a really cool Opry circuit. And so that this is like way back before Facebook and all that stuff. And I would, I don't remember, I guess I looked up just through the internet what the different Opry shows were across Texas. And I'd call whoever the contact was and ask if I could come sing. And I would go all over the state and sit in with bands and play 
traditional country cover tunes. And it was, I have um, still, but even when I was young, up until like when I started singing more professionally, acute stage fright. And so it was a good way to, to kind of work through some of those fears because the audiences were primarily, you know, like the greatest generation, older people that loved classic country and were just really supportive of anybody who had the guts to get up and sing. So that's kind of how I got started. That's awesome. Thanks. That was awesome, actually. <laughs> well, I just, I'm thinking about like, uh, so I'm, I'm studying to be a pastor and my church that I go to oh is all... All the people there are of the greatest generation, and preaching in front of them is exactly like that. They're just happy as all heck that somebody can get up there and preach on Sunday. Isn't it the truth? Like, yeah. I think as a performer or an entertainer or anybody that has to get up in front of a group, I always am so thankful if there are smiling faces that look that are staring at me when I'm singing because we're not playing, you know, like big stadiums or anything crazy like that where people know our music where I'm playing people don't know who I am and so it's you know there's some bewilderment like oh well she looks interesting with what she's wearing and wow yeah there's a steel guitar that's really cool I haven't heard that in a long time but they don't know I mean they may know five or six of the songs in our set but primarily it's all original music so I'm so thankful when I have one or two folks in the audience that just will stare and and either, you know, like shake their head or tap their foot or smile at me. And I will go up to them after the show and thank them for that. Because it's hard when people just look at you like, this is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's the same with preaching. Yeah. (laughs) It's close. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So you mentioned uh, in your intro, uh, Patsy Cline. Is that one of your, is she one of your influences or who who is your major influence in in the songs that you choose to write or uh cover so that's that's always a great question i would say the first country music i heard was i was very very young um actually like the first song i remember as a child was looking for love by johnny lee um and I don't know why I remember that, but I do. And then it became like the Judds and Reba McIntyre um, yeah. back in the early 80s when I was very, very young up into like when I was in high school in the 90s, it was more like Faith Hill and, and you know, Martina McBride. Gotcha. But I think what inspired me was what happened every other Friday. And that is my dad came and picked me up. My parents divorced when I was very young. And I was one of those kiddos that was super blessed to get to have two sets of parents. Like most people just have one, I got two, which was awesome. And my dad would come pick me up every other Friday and we would get in his Ford pickup and we would drive the 70 miles back to his town and he would play Patsy Cline and Dolly Parton and Willie Nelson and The Hag and um, Bob Wills and the Texas Playboy and Playboys and Hank Thompson and those real, real, real classic country crooners. And I think back then I just sort of rolled my eyes because I wanted to hear like the Judds and Reba, but that was too modern for my dad. So as an artist now, it's really interesting because I that stuff means so much to me, those songs and the the way that they were played and the, and the instrumentation and 
just the fact that those men and women would go into a studio and there was no auto-tune and they sound so dang good. I mean, it, it, it was incredible. So that's kind of, I think my influence was being riding shotgun with my dad every other Friday. Wow. So, yeah. That's great. I'm trying to remember, I've, I have only recently started paying attention to who actually sings the songs I listen to. So like growing up, uh, my, my grandma would always play kind of older classic country music, uh, when we were on vacation and I can remember like, you know, listening to like coal miners daughter and things oh, like yeah. that, uh, in that vein of music. And, um, I've got very fond memories, but I have no idea. Uh, most of the songs I don't, I couldn't name them anymore. And I have no idea who sang any of them, but L- Loretta Lynn sang that one. Who was that? Loretta Lynn. Loretta Lynn. I should write yeah, that she's <laughs> saying, yeah, she's, and she has music that's still coming out. She's a really prolific songwriter. So if you go back um, and listen to some of her music from back in her early part of her career, she wrote and sang about women being on birth control pills and telling her husband he's a piece of poop because he was cheating on her. And I mean, she talked about things and said it very straightforward that were very taboo for the times. So it's, I watched this really awesome documentary on her not too long ago. And I mean, I was just, I was in awe. She was on the road, she said, for like 25 years for like 300 days a year. And she had five children. Yeah, it's incredible. And still, I mean, you know, she was married to the same man all those years and it sounds like they had a pretty tumultuous relationship but the fact that she was able to do that have so much success as a woman write such prolific songs in a time that women didn't talk like that and act like that and then have all these kids and I mean it just it, I, I don't know it totally blew my mind it was she's incredible wow I had no idea yeah a little bit of country music history for you. <laughs> yeah so in your in your opinion, then, like, how do you feel about the current music uh, that country is doing uh, right now? With how everything's uh, becoming more poppy sounding, uh, they're you know doing collaborations with rappers and everything like that. Like, do you feel do you feel like that is just a new generation of country music, or do you think it's something that could be destroying what country music uh, used to be? You know, this is all this is almost like politics, right? Like this question. <laughs> Well, no, no, no. I don't. I don't want to be political. I just. I just want your opinion because I mean, in my opinion, like, I mean, like, I, I have a lot of friends, and we're all and we're all country fans and everything. And I listen to like everything, like from Johnny Cash to Hank Williams Jr. all the way up to you know Toby Keith, Tim McGraw, Kenny Chesney, on to Brantley Gilbert, uh, Luke Bryan, you know, Jason Aldean, and all. So I listen to everything. Now I got some friends that just stick with the classic music, you know. Um, sure. um I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Johnny Cash, uh, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, all that. But then I have uh, other friends sure. who listen to everything that's new, Florida Georgia Line, stuff like that. And they sometimes like to butt heads because what is con- what's considered country now isn't true country music, you know. And I just want your opinion if you feel if you believe what is now country music really truly isn't country music, or it is, but it's not the country music that we're used to from before. So, you know, I think music always evolves. And if you look back in history at like Elvis, right? Um, Back in his day, people thought that was horrible. That was devil's music. So I think every generation has that devil music or the stuff that's horrible. If I were 
a person, a kid in high school right now, the, perhaps the only um, thing I would know about country music would be what's on the radio right now. From a personal perspective, I'm old enough to know the different iterations of country music, and I personally don't care for what's what's on the radio. I mean, I don't I don't listen to modern country music. I think some stupid white dude trying to rap is ridiculous, and I think it's a slap in the face of people that spent years, you know, making music that truly goes back to our gospel roots. With that being said. I'm not some big star and I'm not making millions of dollars, so who cares what I think, right? I mean, I'm just a girl trying to make her way with music that I write because I've lived it and stuff that I'm passionate about. And I'm passionate about steel guitars. I'm passionate about great country guitar players. I'm passionate about fiddles, if I can afford to have a fiddle in my band. So I guess it just sort of depends on what um, side of the spectrum that you fall on. I will say with Chris Stapleton winning so many awards at the CMAs this year. Yeah. I feel like that pendulum is swinging back towards more modern or more traditional sounding country. And I think you'll start hearing that there's a really great girl named Brandy Clark. That's a songwriter. She's had several hits and she's really country. There's Casey Musgraves, you know, she's really, really country. She's almost like tongue in cheek. So, and I'm sure there is this phenomenal guy that I am friends with out of Alabama named Kevin Moon. Mm -hmm. And he has probably the most phenomenal voice I've ever heard in my life. And he doesn't have a, uh, he's on an indie label and he's phenomenal. He has a great following. He plays Europe. Um, He's awesome. And he's real country like, like I am. And so you have people that are doing that. And then you have, you know, like, Whitey Morgan that's more outlaw and Cody Jinks that's pretty outlaw sounding country. And then there's this whole really cool movement called Ameripolitan. And that's kind of, again, like the outlaw country, um, honky tonk, Western swing. It's like what I I would say more traditional classic sounding country sounds like, but we don't really fit in anything. And I, I haven't been lucky enough to be accepted into the Ameripolitan world yet but my steel guitar player plays with another phenomenal guy here in Denver named Casey James Presswood and the Burning Angels, and they are an um, Ameripolitan artists. And so it's really cool. I think there's all kinds of great things that are happening right now in music. But no, I'm I'm not a big proponent or a big fan of, you know, what Nashville is cranking out um, and forcing down everyone's throats. Now, um, with, uh, with being a country artist and everything, um, I, I don't know if this is a stupid question or not, but why Colorado and not Nashville? It isn't a stupid question, actually. Um, so I did live in Nashville. I lived in Nashville for several years. Um, gosh, it's been almost, I guess I moved there in 2008. Yeah and stayed for a couple years. And, you know, when I moved there, I think I was, I was 30. And 30 years old in Nashville is like, you might as well laugh. I mean, they they don't, you would never be taken seriously because you're way too old. And so I just, I couldn't ever really figure out how to completely get in. I did, you know, a lot of writer's nights and stuff like that. But 
it just, it was a great town and I have amazing friends there. It just was not, it wasn't the place for me. And believe me, I spent years, uh, when I moved back to Texas for a couple years before moving out to Denver, I, uh, I spent a, a lot of time grieving what I thought was gonna be my life. And this dream that I'd put my heart and soul into for a decade and had two records out of it and got pretty much nothing in return um, in terms of recognition by the industry. And then I had my daughter three years ago, took some time off, had a really horrible pregnancy, needed to just take some time off. We moved out to Denver and you know, in my world, it's just, it's more like divine intervention. Um, I don't feel like that God puts desires in our heart that he doesn't intend to fill somehow. And I've, I still had this like unfulfilled desire to sing and write songs. But I was so angry every time I turned on the TV or listened to the radio at the stuff that was coming out that in my opinion, and again, who cares, was so bad. And yet, you know, I feel like I'm pretty darn good. So it's like, I don't understand how this works. And then, um, are y'all there? I am. Oh, yeah. Okay, it just got really quiet. Yeah. Oh, it just got really quiet. rapturously. <laughs> okay. Um, and so then I, um, I end up doing the national anthem quite a bit, and I had taken some time off, and I wanted to start going back to a vocal coach to get my voice back in shape before I had to sing in Chicago, the anthem at a military event. And, you know, it, I always... I sort of joked when, when I first started playing out in Denver that Google and God led me to Adrienne Osborne, who's my vocal coach. And it's the truth. Like, I just, she's been such a great encourager of me and facilitated introductions. And, you know, I said, Adrienne, I played with the same guys for a decade in Texas, and I, I don't know any musicians here. And she's like, just find a guitar player and start playing open mics. And it's just amazing how it this domino effect happened. I met her, we had, I did one show, people were like, oh my gosh, you have to keep playing. And then I was, she introduced me to my music business coach, my music business coach facilitated introductions to John Macy, who's my still player in producing my new record. And I sent John an email and I said, you know, hi, my name is Leslie Tom. I'm a native South Texan living in, um, in Denver. I'm classic country, as in steel guitar and fiddles. And John wrote back immediately, I'm from Lubbock. I have a house in Corpus Christi and I play steel guitar. When can we get together? And it's just been like, literally I, I email or I texted him on Sunday cause we have so many great things going on. And I said, I have so much gratitude. It is coming out of my ears. I, I literally could just cry sometimes because I never thought at the ripe old age of 39, and I've had so much anxiety about turning 40 and what that means. And if you know, people are going to look at me differently that God's ultimate plan for my life was to move to Denver. And he put this song in, in me and my co-writer to write that we feel like is going to change. It's going to help a lot of people. And sometimes I think it's just finding the door that you're supposed to walk through or which, you know, which turn are you going to take in the Y in the road? And I, I guess I took the right one because it's just blown up. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't even, I know I'm stumbling because that's how amazing it is. This six, six or nine months has been for me. And I am, I'm so thankful every day. I literally am like, Lord, thank you so much <laughs> for all these blessings. I don't know why. 
I just keep thinking, okay, I'm, I'm being blessed. I got to make sure I'm doing the right things with all of this. You know, I'm making right decisions and, and we're making music that is going to be impactful and help people and blah, 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 on and on. So I don't take it for granted because I've been on the other side and I'm not like, again, like I said, I don't make, I don't make any money. I think I've made $12 this year or something like that, literally. But I'm so thankful but you're, but you're because doing I feel what you like love. there's people that are listening I mean, now. And that's awesome. You know, I was, I was reading uh, your biography a little bit on your website here, uh, leslietommusic.com. And I saw that you actually used to have a corporate job that uh, you actually left to do this. Hello? Did we lose her? <laughs> think maybe I see a remote to VOIP failure uh, she just messaged can you guys hear me I can hear you just fine Colin we can't hear her <clears throat> her hands up I see oh. I told her to refresh the page oh, okay Hi! Oh my gosh! I'm like, oh no, this is my worst nightmare that this kind of stuff happens. No, no, I, did surprising. you anything I just said? Yeah, no, I heard, I heard everything. Uh, like you, you were on the whole time. Like it, it was absolutely okay. perfect. Yeah, uh, I was about to ask a question. I think you dropped out when I was about to ask a question. So I think we're actually pretty good. Oh, good. Okay, um, good. No, well, uh, same because you said, uh, you said like you've made like twelve dollars this year. Um, yeah, maybe a little bit more, but not much. Yeah, but I mean, but even then, <laughs> maybe three hundred. Yeah, but even then, like you're doing what you love, you know, and that's and that's. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's more than what money could offer you, and it's like uh, I was saying, I was reading uh, in your uh, I was reading your biography on your website, uh, LeslieTomMusic.com, and it said you used to have a corporate job before you fully went into music. I still have a corporate job. I have I have two full time jobs actually. I have a real job that helps pay the bills. And then I have my full-time music job that doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> that leaves me impoverished. But you know what? You have to, I had to basically start over. And I'm just holding out to faith that whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen. And I'm just, at this age, I'm not willing to put my family at risk. It would be incredibly selfish of me to just chase a dream um, and not have any contribution to my family at, at this age with a small child. I, I can't do that. I know there's plenty of people that do. I'm just not one of them. So it's a decision that I've made, and hopefully I'll get to play music full-time someday soon. Just not right now. No, it sounds like things are going that way. So, so uh, hope so. <laughs> so. So with your career and with having a child and everything, how often uh, do you travel like – uh, for shows and how far do you travel like away from from home um right now we're playing like a couple times a month and it's mostly in Denver with that being said I also do anthem performances so I sang the anthem in Chicago in May I sang at a general's um, two-star he got his second star in San Antonio so I flew to San Antonio and sang for that um, so it's, it's, and I, I think I'm going to be playing in DC in October, 
So I do fly places to play. It's just not often at this point. I've played in Europe and things like that too. And I hope to be able to go back and play in Europe next summer since we have a new record coming out. Hopefully some of those folks will get excited about us again. Um, but yeah, mostly we're just playing in Colorado. I have a show coming up this weekend here in Denver. And then I have a show coming up at the, the um, Garfield County Fair, which I'm so excited about, and Rifle Colorado. And that's closer to Vail or Aspen, I think. And then we're playing in Golden at the Jeffco County Fair coming up. And then we're playing A Taste of Colorado, which is here in Denver. So we have all these great things going on, but mostly they're just in Colorado right now. Fantastic. Well, Colorado's a pretty good place to be, I think, for small movements of yeah. things. Right sure. Now. So, like, I think, you know, I mean, craft beers and <laughs> all sorts of hipstery things, and maybe now you. Maybe you're the next big thing out yeah. of Colorado. That would be awesome. I um, am so not hipster, <laughs> and I have to. I have to just tell y'all this because this this is truly how I feel. When I was single, um, I had this rule: I would not date a guy whose ass was smaller than mine. So if your ass was smaller than mine, you're not dating. And I, I hope. Oh, I'm sorry. I said a bad word. Is that okay? Oh, that's perfectly fine. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I always tell my husband, we see all these little skinny hipster guys that wear like the skinny pants and they have beards or they have those little weird mustaches, things, whatever. I'm like, thank you, God, for giving me my husband. Because if this is what I had to choose from, I would be in big trouble. I would be single the rest of my life because those guys are so gross. I can't, oh gosh, can't stand that. Like eat a damn hamburger or something, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) <laughs> Only if it's grass-fed and gluten-free. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and they eat ironically. I'll even take gluten. Gosh, I'm from Texas, man. It's I am like, give me a steak and baked potato and creamed spinach. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That's my favorite. One of my, uh, one of my proudest moments in life is buying uh, a quarter of a cow. So I got a freezer full of beef. Good for you. I know, right? I got, I got. It's like. <clears throat> It's like between uh, between October and now, like the biggest things in my life have been I bought a house, I adopted a dog. Um, oh my gosh. I started a podcast and I bought a quarter of a cow. I mean, like literally. <laughs> you know what? That is awesome. Congratulations on all three of those things. Well, thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Can I tell you, um, my dad raises, well, he owns his own business, but he his passion really is like ranching and, and farming. Mm-hmm. Not farming as much as ranching. And he has cattle that he runs, and every year he pulls one of the calves up to the house and feeds it and then slaughters it. And I have two sisters, so each of us would get like a quarter. So that's why that didn't sound strange to me, what you're saying, because that was when I lived in Texas, we got a quarter of like usually a a heifer or calf or something. Mm -hmm once a year yeah well it was like it was weird because like because my i mean my my mom is i think i've talked to you about a little about my mom and everything uh about the whole like single mother thing and all that stuff um yeah so like and growing up and everything like we i mean like me and my siblings like we adapted to that you know like watching her like work three jobs to keep a roof off our head and everything uh, and i mean it, yeah. it was such a blessing um when she got remarried she actually married joey's dad so me and joey are stepbrothers yep 
Oh my gosh, how cool. Yeah. Um, so it was an absolute blessing. Like they were able to get together. I was able to relieve a lot of stuff for my mom. But uh, when I bought my house, I mean, she has been uh, the biggest supporter and uh, like, I like I guess just a rock for me to kind of like help me go through all this. Because if I went through all this alone, I would have been fucked. I would have, I would have just been like, you know what? I tried. <laughs> Like, I tried, it wasn't for me, I'm just going to move on. But luckily, my mom's there to con- constantly kick me in the ass, and that's what I feel like moms should do, you know? Just keep, you know, yeah. make sure your kids are moving forward, your kids aren't screwing up, you know, and all that stuff. And we sat down one day, and we had this long conversation about how, like, you know, I need to make sure that uh, I put money away, I need to save money, I need to stop buying stupid shit, make sure I have, you know, that yeah. nest egg, that backup. And then two days later, she calls me and asks me if I want to buy a quarter of a cow. Um... <laughs> So, <laughs> that is so awesome. Oh That's the God. most your mom story I've ever heard. I know, I, and I said that I told her, I'm like, yeah. Mom, did we just talk two days ago about saving money? She's like, Listen, if you buy the cow like this, it's literally a dollar and ten a pound. So you're paying a buck ten yeah. a pound if you buy it this way. I'm like, That's all well and good, but you want me to shell out, you know, three four hundred dollars right now for this yeah. cow. She's like, well, you can spend three, four hundred dollars on a cow now, or you can continue to buy junk food like Subway and Burger King and McDonald's and all that other stuff. And I was like, well, you know, a valid point. And I'm not dumb. I don't argue with my mom. <laughs> yeah, you're smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but. It is much cheaper, I will say, if you buy in bulk. Um, and yeah, that's good. I think that's that's good. That's good rec- That's good advice for Mama. I think I need to meet your mom. Oh, yeah. She and I would probably get along really oh, my, well. My mom. My mom's. Uh, she's a, She's been a bartender for 25, 30 years. Um, oh yeah, I totally. Love yeah, her. she she's an amazing person. Everyone she meets, you know, she, you'll know right off the bat she loves you or she hates you. Um, that's she, good. She's she's upfront. She's honest. Um, she's very passionate. She's very very protective of her kids. Like, uh, um, I uh, I had to get a bathroom remodeled uh, in my new house. Uh, there was some problems with it. I had to get it redone. And plus, it looked like crap. It was like from 1975. And you had this amazing wallpaper of just like <laughs> Victorian era. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Everyone, some for some reason, I have this beautiful bathroom, and everyone's pissed that the wallpaper is gone. <laughs> but, that is so funny. Yeah, so oh I got so I had this guy come over, and uh, me, and my mom, and my stepdad, uh, we all sat down with this guy. And we're talking about the bathroom. And he's telling me that we could do this, we could do this, we could do this, all this stuff for this price. Everything is fine. We agreed on it. Next month, the guy came out to redo the um, redo the bathroom. And I'm trying to run through everything he's going with, and he's telling me that everything I'm saying is not on the agreement that uh, that he knows about. So I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to my mom. I'm like, Mom, do you remember, like, this, this, and all this other stuff? And she's like, yeah, we talked about this. He was supposed to rip off the uh, soffit on top to make it taller, replace the sides, and all this other shit. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling my mom, like, yeah, the guy here says none of that's happening. So my mom got really quiet, said, I'm going to call you back. So... <laughs> About, about 10 minutes later, the guy who's in, who's standing in my bathroom, I told him not to touch anything until I get a call back from my mom. He gets a phone call. On the phone, you just hear him go, yep, yep, you sure? But, okay, hangs up like, well, I guess we're going to do what you want to do. <laughs> oh, your mom ripped him a new one? Oh, my mom. Basically. My mom, what she did is she called, this, she called the sales guy that was at her house, didn't answer the phone, called the... The guy at 
um, bath, I'm gonna say Bath Planet. Uh, he got he called she called the guy Bath Planet. Uh, bitched him out. Told him that oh. she is going to go on. She's going to go on the internet. She's going to tell everyone she knows that they're not going to be Black <laughs> Planet. That this is a joke. That this company sucks. So on and so forth. Blah 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 blah. Because the guy was telling me that if he wanted to do what I said to do, they're going to add another three thousand dollars onto the job. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. So after my mom did whatever she did, um, she um, the guy called. The guy at my house, he started working. My mom called him, and she's like, he does not fucking leave until everything is done the way it's supposed to. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. That is, that's no, that is no wow. problem at all. Go mama. I know. That's awesome. Good for her. Oh, yeah. My, Gosh, my, thank God you have that. Oh, yeah. I'm so I, sorry for your wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you ever get one. If I ever, if I ever find one, she'll, she'll know firsthand. Woo. It's tough. Oh yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Oh yeah, but you know, I'd I'd rather I'd rather have that type of mother in my life, you know, because if it wasn't for her, I probably would have I probably would have been this like this little punk ass kid who expected everything to be handed to me, and and you know, and I don't want to be that way. I, you know, I like the guy who I am, you know. Like if I'm struggling a little, you know, I may struggle, but I know how to overcome it, and I know how to rise above that yeah. and keep moving forward. And it's because of her and the way I saw her, you know. She she worked a Monday through Friday eight to five jobs. She worked as a bartender Sunday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturday nights. Uh, she cleaned uh, people's apartments Sunday morning and uh, Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Um, she, I mean, she did it all, and she did it so you know we could have good Christmases. She did it so we could, you know, live in a house. You know, she did it all. She did it for us. You know. Yeah, God, that's awesome. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Good story. I know, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, yeah. It is. I'm always, I'm always back in awe of her. I, I always forget how awesome she is. Yeah. Well, your dad's cool too, man. And your, your dad's oh, me. <laughs> think about where he'd be without her. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I, I, you know, anyway. it's, it's crazy because I, like, you know, to know your dad and like how, like, you know, how, how much of like a hard ass, you know, he could be and stuff like that. Like, he's just a bitch around my mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be so upset at you when you play this at the office. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, he he knows it. It's like we and my stepdad's also well, my I didn't boss. Say, I didn't say anything about it. He's just gonna be upset. Uh, yeah. Well, no. We we uh, we always said they had this argument one time. Like I don't know what it was, but he was like, he's like, you know, if you uh, if you don't watch what you're doing, I'm gonna tell your mom what you're doing. I'm like, listen, Carl. If it comes down to me or you, you're the one that's out of the house first. And this is why I still lived at home. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you think so, right? I'm like, you want to bet? So I call my mom, I put it on speaker, I put it right on his desk. And she's like, hello. I'm like, hey, Ma, Travis. She's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, quick question. If me and Carl got in a fight and one of us had to leave the house, who would go? And he's like, she's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, well, who would go? It's like, you're not going anywhere. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> Oh my God! How long have they been? Uh, it would be eleven. I think it was eleven years this this month. That sounds right. Oh, that's oh God! Yeah, the yeah, anniversary is this time. month. That's good. Is it tomorrow? Awesome. <laughs> Might be. Holy shit! I think the anniversary is tomorrow. Well, don't play this tomorrow. <laughs> no, this, this, this won't go out till Thursday, so we're good. Oh, how funny! Oh my gosh. Uh, 
Leslie, well, good stuff. I, I'm so glad you yeah. came on. Um, and we're actually getting towards the end of our show. Oh, that was fast. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we we're, were talking for like what? Time flies. Yeah, like 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. That's so great. It always happens. I'm always like, oh, man, I wonder what we're going to talk about. And it always just works. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I have a big mouth. Oh, no. so, <laughs> I own it. I own it. It's okay. So, right. uh, real quick, uh, real quick before we start goodbyes and everything. Uh, you did mention earlier that you have a nurse CD coming out, and that's going to be your third CD? I do. Yeah, it is. Thank you so much for asking about that. I'm so excited. It's um, it's a it's a project of a lot of love and passion and tears that's put into it. It's um, we're releasing the video and single which is called Didn't Think Twice, which is also the title of the album, on Veterans Day, which is November 11th this year. And um, for those that follow me on Facebook and Twitter, there's going to be so many more great announcements coming along the way. I haven't finalized um, everything, but this is what I will tell you. 100% of the proceeds from the sale of the single Didn't Think Twice, which is about my grandfather's World War II experience, Mm -hmm. are going to go to a a, a military non-for-profit. And so we're lots of great things happening with that. I hope to announce the partnership probably in the next week or so and a, lo- a lot of other really awesome things that are going along with that. So stay tuned. Um, and yeah, all the songs, there's only one cover song on the, on the, the new project. And it's my favorite Patsy Cline song. It's the song I close every show with. It's called Leave It On Your Mind. And everything else I co-wrote. And, and every other song on the project is something I have personally lived. So it's um, it's really, really exciting. Uh, yeah, it's just super exciting. So that, the we're shooting for, I think November 15th is a release date, but with, who knows, the way these things work, you know? Right, you know. That, that's awesome. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I own your other two uh, records, uh, CDs right now. So I actually listened to it today too to kind of uh, kind of get in the uh, get in the mood for this uh, podcast, and I'm really excited. I did. I, I I love your music, and I love that I could go back. You know, like yeah. I mean, cause just I mean, just listen to your uh, listening to your music and everything. Like it doesn't sound like you know this has been recorded within like the last you know two years, three years, four years, whatever it was. I mean, it sounds like the old yeah. classic, Grand Old Opry. Uh, Hank Williams, you know, senior, you know, kind of music, and that's what's amazing yeah. about it. Um, Thank but you. Uh, if, um, when you said that uh, you're you're uh, giving all the proceeds uh, to yeah um, to help others, if you want and let us know what that uh, link is and everything or anything information like that, sure. we'll put it up on our website and kind of help you with that because we love helping other people. Thank you. Uh, it's like you helped make this show even better by being on it because nobody really likes listening to oh, just us you. three. So to have people like you come on really <laughs> boost up the show. Yeah, I'm I mean, honored. I, honestly, I'm so honored that you guys would even ask. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. And I, I hope you would come back on again so we could talk some more. Of course. Yeah, of honestly, course. Come, I mean, come back on sooner if you want. But if you want to come back around the time that that's releasing, by all means, just let us know. Yeah, I may actually do that. Um, I, I should have mentioned this, too, and shame on me. Um, the single's called Didn't Think Twice. And I did it with this amazing ex-Navy SEAL named Pete Scobell. So he and I are doing it, the song is a duet. Mm-hmm. And 
I, it was such an honor to meet him and get to work with him. And he's become one of my friends and I just adore him. He's such a good guy and he sacrificed so much for his, for our country with his family as three small children and a beautiful wife. And I'm just so honored to, to have the chance to work with somebody like that. And um, yeah, I, I'm excited about what we're doing and where the money is going to go. And I hope that we raise a whole, whole bunch because the, the, the nonprofit that I, I think I'm going to be working with does a lot of really good stuff. So I will definitely let you guys know once it's announced and would appreciate any support that, yeah, that, that you could give. Absolutely. Excellent. Uh, do you, uh, you want to tell everyone where they can find your music and find out a little more about you on social media or anything sure. like that? Sure. So my website is leslietommusic.com and my last name is just T-O-M. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at Leslie Tom Music, and same for Instagram at Leslie Tom Music. And then my Facebook page is actually strange. It's facebook.com slash Leslie T Music. So that's where I am on social media. And I, I can't seem to get past the 3,476 like marks on Facebook, which makes me crazy. So... <laughs> If you like what you hear, please go like my Facebook page so that I can get to the stupid 77. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> First world problems, right, guys? <laughs> Gosh, seriously. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Just liked your page. See? Thank you. Thank you. I think Facebook has something against me. It'll show that I'm up like four, three or four different likes and it, the number never changes so i'm like what the heck is going on i don't know uh, i mean i think yes first world problem i think what now well we got how many likes we got 95 so i mean you're beating us so <laughs> awesome so you know how that feels yeah right it's like gosh well yeah i mean well geez. it's like it's like and we do do a lot with Facebook, but like I'm more focused on like Twitter and everything. Which Twitter we're actually like 1950 yeah. right now, so I'm like really happy with that. So we're almost at the 2000 mark. Um, nice. Uh, Facebook, yeah, we're just at 96. So you know, hopefully that'll go up and everything. But as long as Twitter keeps going up, that's where I'm really happy with. Well, you know what? It's so interesting. Um, Twitter has opened so many doors for me too, and I feel like I have a really, really great following. And I don't have like a team of people that work with me. It's truly just me. So I'm behind, but I answer every direct message unless somebody says something crazy and inappropriate. Mm -hmm. But literally like I work really hard to make sure I'm interacting with those that take time to reach out to me on Twitter. And I've had great success. I'm almost at 5,000 on Twitter, which is awesome. That's amazing. I know. And I was at, so to, to give you a point of reference, in December, I had 345 wow. followers on Twitter. I know. So it's been awesome for me, too. I love Twitter. Yeah, I think back in November, December, we had like three. <laughs> and count and joy warning. Yeah, so it feels good, warning. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great, you know, like, you know, you just like, keep building and everything. So it's an amazing feeling. And I'm so, I'm so happy for your success. And I also believe that you'll go nowhere but up, which is awesome. Yeah, Thank so. you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I hope so. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Well, what, uh, so much. What, uh, when, when you hit it big, don't forget about us, you know? Oh, <laughs> you're so silly. Thank you. I won't. I don't. Believe me. I have a list of people that have been so kind to me 
you know, especially this year when I feel like I've really put a lot of work and effort into it. And mm -hmm. I don't take any of that for granted because I've been on, like I said, I've been on the other side of that and I'm so thankful that people care enough to want to, 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 to talk to me and hear about my music and what we're doing. And hopefully we get the word out as soon as this partnership, I'm like, ah, oh, so close. It's finalized and I can really get the word out about what we're trying to do to help our veterans. So yay. That's really awesome. Yeah, actually, uh, Joey, um, your uh, your other podcast, uh, Geekcast Live, you guys do something with uh, with all the military, right? Kind of, yeah. We work with a uh, an organization called Operation Supply Drop. Um, oh, it's cool. A, uh, it's a it's a company that they're they're all ex military, um, okay. and they basically raise funds to send video game care packages um, to uh, to veterans hospitals here in the states, and then also just. Um, overseas where, where the troops are on the front lines, um, basically to help them uh, have something to do to spend their time when they're not out doing their jobs. Yeah. And also yeah. Uh, in the hospitals, it helps deal with, uh, helps them deal with PTSD. Such an issue. Um, PTSD. Yeah. I was, I just posted an article um, that Pete posted on his Facebook page about this new research that's being done, you know, there's 22 veterans a day that commit suicide mm -hmm. and they're starting to tie back some of those suicides to CTE, which is the same brain injury that the NFL is plagued with where the guys, it's just like degenerative at some point and they have impulse issues and their personalities change. It's just like what you, you see with like um, what's going on in the NFL with all the brain injuries. Wow. They're starting to tie some of that back to, to our vets. And um, there's, I believe, some research that's going on. There's a really great non-for-profit. I'm not working for them, but I think it's it's like, I think it's called 22 or something like that. And it, it really addresses um, veterans and suicide and things like that. So there's a lot of, I, I know there's a lot of non-for-profits that are doing great work to try to help support our um, vets when they come back from the war zone. And I was having this great conversation with my mom um, the other night and she said, you know, it's, I think it's important as communities, especially communities that have large military populations, that we not just support the soldiers and Marines and, and airmen and sailors, but that we're supporting their families that are left behind and the children that are missing moms and dads. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so passionate. It, like, it is my thing. Whatever I can do, wherever I can go, like, my number one goal in life is to do a USO tour. I mean, I just, we have to support these amazing men and women that most of them, I mean, there's no draft anymore. So they make a conscious decision to go in and fight for our country so that we can bitch and moan about politics or about whatever, right? So... I just am so passionate about making sure that we get back and that those men and women are recognized and that we're helping them. And there's a lot of great work being done out there. But yeah, check out the article. It's, it's, it was amazing. And it made me really sad too, but it was good. At least they're finding out what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. So I'll make sure to share it on the, uh, in the notes also for anybody at home who cool wants to yeah thank you um can you guys send me a link to the podcast and then i'll tweet it out and put it on my facebook page and all that too absolutely oh yeah okay cool 
Thanks. Well, thank you so much, Liz, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is so much fun, and I really appreciate the support, and best of luck to you as you're coming up on your one-year anniversary in November. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I really like her. That's She's so cool. Go. I didn't mean that. Just there was such a long <laughs> pile. Uh, like it was the the silence was awkward, so I was just letting. Uh, now we can talk about her behind your back. <laughs> Only good things, though. Oh yeah, she, gosh, oh, she's, yeah. So awesome. she's great. Yeah, yeah. See, and that's and that's one thing like I love about all the guests that we have. You know, like Leslie, Tom, uh, CJ, um, Hilton, and all that. It's like I mean, like we're talking to like real people. You know, it's not people trying to pretend to be somebody else and all this yeah. shit. And it's amazing, you know. It's nice to actually sit down and just talk with people of, you know, different, um, I guess, career paths or, you know, hobbies. I, I don't even know what to call it. But, I mean, like, and we're able to talk to, like, them, not, like, you know, a character or some kind of front that they're trying to be. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like Leslie uh, Tom said, you know, you can find her music and everything uh, through her website. Uh, it's on iTunes. You know, check her out. You know, give her a rate and review, too, because she deserves it. I bought it. And, uh, like my mom says, uh, I don't spend money at all. Um, <laughs> don't spend money dumb. Yeah, don't be an idiot. Don't be stupid. Uh, hey, Joe. Yes. Every Thursday, our fans can catch GeekCast Joe here on this freaking show. But where can they find you on Saturdays? On Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, you can find me at the GeekCast Live podcast at geekcastlivepodcast.com slash podcast. Or if you hate that horrible URL, you can just type in gcl.ninja. You can also find us on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud by searching GeekCast Live. Oh, perfect. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, check out Leslie Tom, uh, LeslieTomMusic.com. And check out our website, thisfreakingshow.com. <laughs> there you can find a link to Podbean and Stitcher. Uh, you can hear Colin cough in all of our episodes. Hey, uh, can... shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, next week we're going to show Colin how to use the mute button. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Colin, you... <laughs> you cough all you want. You're a member of this team. Well, I'll just be muted the entire time, though. <laughs> the files are in the computer. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just no, it's like. Reaching people how to use mute buttons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the? F- is, that, is that Colin? That was not me. No, that was my best impression of that scene from Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> Dude! How is. Uh, take us home. Someone take us home. <laughs> <laughs> I need a timeout. Follow Follow us on Facebook and Twitter or on Instagram just by searching this freaking show. You can find us on iTunes. And while you're there, give us a five-star review. As always, I am Travesty. I'm Awkward Colin. And I'm Geekcast Joe. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out. <laughs>